Hey you, you multifaceted being. My name is Jennifer Larkin and I'm the host of the Attracting Abundance podcast. I am a multi-business owner of a sustainable online boutique, a social media management business, and I'm a full-time fashion model. I have a lot going on and most of us do. So follow along this podcast to learn all about business hacks, all about sustainability, and really just anything that comes to mind because all of us are very multifaceted, like I said. Thanks for being here. Hey guys, welcome back to the Attracting Abundance podcast. This is season two, episode eight. My name is Jennifer Larkin. If this is your first time, thanks so much for being here. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about really just like social norms with women. I think it's really important. It's something that's been coming up in my life a lot lately. So we'll get into it. But first, I want to just start with a life update. I honestly just like love doing this. Like I was just watching a TikTok by someone and this is actually funny because I actually had like found her podcast because it came up on podcasts that I would like to listen to and I really had no idea who this girl was but I was just listening to it and then ironically she just like came up on my for you page and now I know who it is that's so funny it's called at Lexi if you guys want to go check that out but she was talking about she was like genuinely asking her audience like is YouTube dead and I've been thinking about the same thing because I've been going back and forth of like if I wanted to start a YouTube channel But I've been hesitant because I'm like, I honestly love podcasting and I just like, I can look however I look in the moment when I'm recording an episode and it's like very easy to record an episode and I really do just like love talking and although I like editing videos, I don't think I like editing like 20 minute long videos anymore. I definitely am liking like the short form content of reels and TikToks and just like editing pictures for, you know, Instagram and stuff like that and then the occasional blogging here and there. So probably won't be starting a YouTube channel anytime soon. I'm really liking the podcast and I really quickly do want to talk about podcasting a little bit because at first, like if you guys have been following along for the entire journey of this podcast, like I've had this podcast, I think like I started in 2019, I want to say. It was a totally different name. Like I was talking about very different things, like to to an extent, sort of. And then, you know, the pandemic happened and I like rebranded and I started doing Zoom interviews with other people, which I really like interviewing other people and I think I'm pretty decent at it, but it just like didn't really work with my schedule because my schedule is so sporadic with my other things going on. So it's like, it's just way easier for me to talk to myself and talk about topics that I care about. And I think, you know, with the short form content of TikTok and stuff, it's like I can talk about something, but especially if it's controversial, I do not have enough time to like explain myself. And I'm not one that's just going to make some controversial like post just to get views because I cannot handle people like in the comments just like being, you know, rude to me or having another defense where they like have barely any characters to talk to me. So this is just like the best thing for me, but I wanted to basically talk about that because I think like in life we have a lot of resistance with things, obviously. And I think, you know, me, how I felt, and I think a lot of people I talk to and just see on the internet is like there's usually some resistance before getting into content creation or starting a podcast or doing something that is really like you're your own boss, you know, because it's against the norm. Like it's not in that standard norm which going into what I'm going to be talking about is like the norm of women where it's like and this isn't just women I'm just talking about like my own experience 
is like, you know, you go to school, you're in school for like 12 years, you possibly get a master's, you know, whatever it looks like. And then you get in a relationship, you get married, you have kids, like you help your kids do the same thing over again, and then you die. It's like, that's just like that tradition and that narrative is changing so much. And I'm like, honestly, so stoked about it. And whenever anyone says to me that they're like sort of into some entrepreneurial like thing, I'm like light up and I'm like, oh my God, let's make it happen. But that did not come like overnight. Like, of course, I definitely have like I'm a manifesting generator and I definitely like am an entrepreneur at heart and my parents are both both entrepreneurs. So I have that, you know, kind of advantage, I guess. But I didn't like wake up one day and was like, oh my God, I'm like this super entrepreneur and this is so natural to me and all this stuff like this has taken me years and like a lot of really hard work and a lot of inner work and a lot of failure and honestly sadness and like loneliness to get to this point and like those things are not just gone overnight either like I still struggle you know with a lot of resistance because it's like I'm not doing the norm of what other people around me are doing necessarily and like I've gone and seeked out those friendships and those, you know, like business friendships and whatever online that I have like ended up meeting in person or whatever. But it's like most of the people around me by like default, you know, like people I went to high school with or people that are in my area, whatever, aren't necessarily doing exactly what I'm doing. So it's like it was much more resistance for me to like take this different path, which I'm like so glad that I did. But anyways, I'm kind of talking in circles. It was more just to say like, It will take time to get out of that resistance, but if you really, really want to do something that's different than the norm, like, you know that you're just not going to be happy working for somebody else in corporate, a nine-to-five, and, like, there's nothing wrong with working a nine-to-five. Like, I think, like, the internet has, like, taken this narrative and, like, we're just shitting on nine-to-fives, but some people are, like, just really meant for that, and, like, they just go to work, they do what they're told, and they, like, like what they do, they're good at what they do, they come home, they can disconnect from it. Like, I'm truly kind of envious of people like that where they can just like leave their work at work they come home they're disconnected they're not constantly thinking about work like there are definitely good sides to it and I know people that would never want to be an entrepreneur so but that's not the point of the episode that's more just like I really like no hate ever like I just I just want to be neutral (laughs) you know all love really and but yeah I just think like for me with the podcast with uh TikTok and social media in general like I think For me, I've definitely, like, since I've been modeling since I was 16, which is, like, this is, like, the 11th year of that, which is so crazy. I'm turning 27 in September. That's so weird to me. Um, But it's also not because I felt so much older my whole life because I have, like, grown up way faster than people around me. So it's, like, I don't even identify with an age. Like, I don't know. I can't really explain that. Um, But it definitely is weird to be, like, oh, I'm almost 30. Like, it just, I don't know. It's weird because I feel like I already am 30, sort of. I can't explain it. I don't know. But anyways, I, you know, I've had this, like, experience where I've been thrown into this world of, like, sort of being an influencer in a way, but, like, since I was 16 and just, like, a different way, you know, like, I started going to, like, the top clubs in LA when I was literally so young, like, (laughs) like, literally 16, guys, like, so bad, and, you know, I got on Instagram, like, right when it came out, and it's, like, I had this experience with like taking photos for so long so it's like nothing new to me at all you know it's like now we're just like posting it more normally on social media and stuff so like that part wasn't like resistance at all but the resistance was like the video content and like when TikTok came out I literally was like 
absolutely not. Like, I'm not getting on that platform. Like, and, you know, everyone's, like, just so young on there. Like, they're doing all these dancing videos. Like, you know, like, what most people were thinking about. And, like, truly, like, when I sit with myself and think, like, why did I have so much resistance to that is because I was really honestly scared of, like, what other people were going to think of me. And I wasn't confident in myself. Like, at the end of the day, it was because I was not confident. And it's so funny because, like, this is shifting, I think. I think because just, like, the narrative of women and not having to, like, lose a ton of weight as a model and stuff, you could be more your normal size. Like, this is shifting a lot. But in the past and, like, still to this day, I mean, some models I know, including myself to an extent, like, I'll get more into the mind, like, current narrative, but I, you know the insecurity levels are high, like, usually higher than most, like, quote, normal people. Like, I, I really don't like that saying because we're all just, like, normal people, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say of, like, somebody that's, like, just living this very different lifestyle that's, like, not the the standard, you know? That's more what I'm trying to get to. And it's, like, we are being told constantly, like, you're getting paid because you're beautiful, but but you need to lose all this weight, blah, 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 whatever. And it's, like, my confidence has just been almost like stripped from me and it's like although I'm having these insane experiences where it's like I'm on billboards I'm in magazines like you know I'm on on whatever it is that is like basically just clout at that point it's like people would think oh my god she must be so confident and it's like really I don't think I had ever been less confident like I think when I think about my confidence level, it's like I was probably the most confident before I started modeling, when I was in college, and right now. And it's so funny for me to even just like say that out loud, but I hope that's like comforting to some people because like everyone has insecurities. Not everyone is 100% confident. A lot of my confidence in the past has been like fake and almost like fake it till you make it sort of thing of like, well, if I act confident, I'm just going to be confident eventually. And I truly think I've gotten to that place now, but circling back, like, I, I know to some people it might seem silly of, like, oh, you create TikToks for a living, like, you create social content, whatever. Like, that's embarrassing or whatever. And it's, like, actually, and I made a TikTok about this, which, like, sometimes I make videos where it's, like, not really thought out and I'm just, like, walking around, whatever. And Sometimes they do well, sometimes they don't, but, like, I want to talk about this in deeper depth because I made one when I was, like, walking in London. My headphones are, like, not the best right now. I need to get new ones. So you couldn't really, like, fully grasp, and, like, I'm still having trouble with recording content, like, around other people. So, like, a couple, like, walked past me as I was recording it and then, like, cut it short. So, again, I'm still working on, like, confidence and things like that and just, like, not caring what other people think about me. But what I was saying in the TikTok was basically, like, what if... And obviously, like, this is not fully serious, but, like, what if TikTok is around so that, like, we can really actually, like, take hold of the narrative of our life and, like, show up authentically to who we are and be our own confident self, like, work through things to show up more, you know, authentically. And I really think that's, like, what's happened for me. And it's, like, because last year, well, the last, like, two years in general have just been, like, incredibly challenging for me as they have been for, you know, basically everybody, and I've really struggled with just, like, who am I, like, showing up, like, in person versus my online persona, and TikTok helped me show up more authentically because, as I think I may have said in another episode, but, like, no, yeah, I think I definitely did, where 
of course, like my agents, clients, whatever can like listen to my podcast. They can find my TikTok. Like they can do all of those things. It's just less likely that they're going to than if they just look at my Instagram and then they see what I'm putting out there. So like I feel a bit censored from my Instagram. So that's why I separated the two. But I already talked about that. So the TikTok, the thing about it is like if you are on TikTok, you know that like it is more just like raw and um, unfiltered and things like that. So it's like I just feel like it can be like more myself. And I feel like for such a long time because like it's almost confusing. Like I'm honestly like this session, (laughs) this session, oh my gosh, this episode is honestly kind of therapy for me. And I hope that it helps some of you because it's like I don't know necessarily like I'm still working through like what I necessarily want my career look to look like or if I'm clouded by what other people want my career to look like because I have so many people in my ear all the time and when there is clout and money and power involved in things it really can cloud like how your thoughts are about stuff and it's like do I sit here and I think, do I want to be, like, on some of the top runways in the world, work with, like, some of the top agents, not agencies, sorry, the top brands, like, really high-end brands, like, you know, like, Chanel, Yves Saint Laurent, like, Givenchy, like, things like that, like, yeah, that would be cool, that would be really cool, but do I need that to be successful, and it's like, no, I really do not need to, to do that to be successful, like, this is really going to be like a cluster of a conversation in this podcast because I'm bopping around with my thoughts. But I was thinking about the other day where, actually, I think this morning because I actually was like vision boarding last night because it was the full mood and I made like very, very clear vision boards for different areas of my life, like my podcast, my, you know, product-based business, this just the summer, my year, my relationships, whatever. And I was thinking about also, you know, Coachella is going on and like people are at like the Revolve party and all these things. And I was thinking about like Revolve and, you know, I see these parties and it's like, it looks really fun, you know. And I was thinking about how last fa- New York Fashion Week um, in the, I'm like, honestly, I'm like probably one of the worst models in terms of knowing things that you'll ever meet, even though I've been modeling so long of like, it was like, I guess, fall summer like the fall (laughs) the fall fashion week jeez and I had like a casting for revolve for like that huge revolve party that happened and I you know I had the casting and then I had a fitting and they didn't end up confirming me and then I saw obviously like every tiktoker posting about this revolve party and you know like Kylie Jenner's there like it's crazy and I saw, like, a girl in someone's video of the girl that ended up wearing the dress that I was fitting for. And it's, like, so funny when that stuff happens, first of all. Like, it's just weird. It's, it's, it's like, a cool thing because it's, like, oh, wow. Like, I, I was so close to getting there, you know. But the point I'm trying to say is, like, I truly, like, there are sides of things where, like, okay, yeah, if I booked that Revolve show, that's really just for clout. Like, that's just for me to say, oh, I booked this Revolve show because... You, like, let me just be honest, like, seeing these videos from all these influencers at the Revolve party, like, they're 1,000% having a better time than the model, you know? So it's like, I want to try and do everything I can to, like, still be a model because, like, 
I do enjoy doing it. I know I'm good at it and it makes you a lot of money, but I just like, I do not want to rely on that for the rest of my life. And I want to take more power into my own hands. And like, I do want to be an influencer. And I think it's so annoying, like this negative connotation we've put on the word influencer. Like, let's just name it something else, you know, like somebody that just, you know, is influencing you. Like, I don't know. I just think like the negativity around it is like frustrating to me because it's more just like, I don't know. I just, the point I'm getting clustered. The point I'm trying to make is that I'm trying to take power into my own hands because I would rather be invited to events like that than be the model in the show. That's what I'm trying to say. So I just got really out of track, off track with what I was saying, but I basically just wanted to say like, if you are thinking about starting the podcast, getting on TikTok, starting with reels, whatever. It is not too late. I'm telling you right now, it's not too late. Yes, it is quote oversaturated, but it's not too oversaturated. Like if I find a good podcast that I like, like I have a rotation right now because I was, you know, in a city. So I'd be commuting a lot on the bus, the tube, whatever. And if that like, person that I was listening to their podcast, if they had, you know, all their episodes out and I had listened to all of them, I'm gonna go find another podcast, you know? It's, like, there's never too many podcasts because there's always time. Like, there's the walks that I take, there's drives that I take. I take really long drives from Pennsylvania to New York and back, like, several times a week. Excuse me, several times a week sometimes. If I'm on the subway, if I'm on a bus, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just go for it because just because somebody likes X podcast doesn't mean they're not going to like yours. You know what I'm saying? You may even have like a very similar niche to someone, but somebody might like like your voice better than the other person. Like, I don't know. Or like maybe you just give like good advice about something. I just think that's just how I feel about things. Like if your life purpose is to like help people and speak to people, go do it because truly if you by you not doing that you're you're like what's the saying like you're doing a disservice to those people that would be listening because they might like hear something on your podcast it might change their life you know what I mean and same with TikTok I mean it's like people are literally changing their lives on this platform and I know like I don't know why it has such like an embarrassing connotation to it like and I'm, I'm honestly over-apologizing for talking about it too much because it is the new platform. Like, it's we've normalized saying, like, yeah, I saw it on Instagram. It's like, why can't we just normalize saying, like, yeah, I saw it on TikTok. Like, everybody's using it. You know what I mean? Like, people are literally blowing up overnight and changing their lives. Like, people are buying their dream houses. They're getting married. Like, this is how you make money. Like, if you have something that you need to share. Also, if you have a business and, like, you're not on some sort of social platform, like, you need to get on one. Like, I'm not about, like, shaming people and stuff like that, but it's, like, that is the way of advertising nowadays, and you just, you have to do it. (laughs) But the point was, is, like, you are never going to start at something and be amazing at it at first. Like, no matter how cocky you are, I think you're amazing. Like, I thought... I'm really good at video editing. Like, I've been editing videos on iMovie for, like, 10 years. Like, I've been making videos forever. When I first, like, found out about Reels and found out about TikTok, the learning curve of editing was, like, so bad for me. I was just like, how are people doing this? Like, I had to watch YouTube videos. And, like, the main point that I want to drive home is, like, you cannot get better at it unless you just start. Like, you will get better as you keep editing. 
So, like, if I go back to, because I do sometimes, just to humble myself, when I go back on my TikTok page and I look at the beginning videos, like, the editing is so much worse. Also, the phone quality of the new iPhones, like, seriously, if you are trying to take content creation seriously, you should probably get one of the newer iPhones because I had, like, an 8 Plus for a while, like, a couple years, and it was fine, like, totally fine, still worked, whatever, but... I could tell from like my videos to other people's videos and pictures that the quality was way different and now that I have like the iPhone 12, the 12 Pro, I don't even have the 13 and it's still just like so much crisper. It's actually crazy like looking at the quality of the old videos to now. So anyways like you know you get better, you get better at editing, you get better at just like figuring out what the trends are and like now really like being involved it's like people will message me and be like, how do you know, like, to find these trends and, like, how do you know how to do this and whatever? And it's, like, because I'm on here all the time and, like, I I have, like, a really, in my opinion, I, I've gotten better at, like, having a disconnect where it's, like, I will spend the morning, like, going through my notifications, going through just, like, watching a little bit for fun and then I edit my own I post my own throughout the day and I'm also like kind of always doing research and now that they have like the really organized favorites bar where I can like really organize if I want to use something for like a transition or save the sound or whatever I can save those types of things and it's like just so natural for me to do that so that's really what I wanted to talk about that I'm actually shocked that I've spoken this long because I'm not like 100% healthy right now I'm like getting over a cold and I was like for sure I'm gonna like cough during this and I have it so that's really good but circling back to the little bit of the life update because I went on a hella tangent there I was not even gonna talk about like half that stuff and I just was inspired so I hope that spoke to you because I felt it um but yeah so the update was that I got home from London and immediately was so freaking busy And if you've seen my TikTok, like, I had this job where it was, honestly, it was so beautiful. It was so worth it. It's fine because it all worked out. You'll hear in a second. But I was working this, like, bridal um, workshop in Pennsylvania. And it was so beautiful. It was, like, ran by these two women who owned this, like, workshop kind of brand called Flourish. And they had, like, an event planner helping them. And there was just, like, you know, one of them is a floral florist sorry and there was just like thousands of flowers it was basically like hair and makeup came did my makeup we had like rented or I guess like a bunch of brands had basically gifted you know the workshop all of these products we had this like designer dress like gown wedding gown and like a freaking insane like twelve thousand dollar wedding ring like just living out all my fairy tale dreams it was great and so then a bunch of photographers basically like paid to be there and they would just like photo shoot the whole thing. So it was like they're basically doing a passion project for, for photography. And um, this honestly, this episode is just going to be longer. Just accept it. <laughs> because this is really like, this is how it goes if you have a business. Like you need to invest in yourself. Like these photographers came, they paid for this workshop. 
And this workshop set up this beautiful setup for them because they are wedding photographers and they have like all these beautiful flat lays with like the shoes, the rings, the boutonnieres, flowers, like, you know, how the wedding would be shot. They have like a beautiful table for the bride and groom or bride and bride, whatever it is. And then like the cake with like champagne and then like a ceremony with the chairs and all the flowers and then like a nice just black backdrop and then like me as the model as the bride with like, you know, a huge bouquet and everything. So there's like, you know, 12 plus photographers just shooting me all day and we'll put a pin in that. It's just like, seriously, like if you are a designer, photographer, model, content creator, whatever, you need to be investing in your business from time to time to re-up your portfolio. So I'm just going to talk and start about the content creation because that's like, you know, what I'm kind of putting most of my effort into right now. But I saw this video the other day that resonated with me and is exactly what I'm doing. So it's like, you can't just like start taking semi good photos and just expect brands to work with you. And even as you grow, like you, you will spend money in your business. You can't just expect that brands are always going to be paying you because you sometimes have to like buy products that you actually believe in and shoot content with those products because from spending that money to work with like quote work with those brands, Other brands that are like within that niche are probably going to see your content and reach out to you and pay you. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's basically like a passion project because like in the world of design, it's called passion projects and like you make logos for a brand, you know, brand decks and maybe some like some photo and color like vibes, whatever. And then you put it on your page and people were like, oh, well, she can do work like that. I'm going to book her because that's what I want like my brand to look like. So the point is, like, you're always going to be investing back in your business. Like, every business does that. So, like, content creation and, like, being a small business is no different, you know? So just take that into account. So anyways, the point is, is that I did this workshop and I show up and literally, okay, so, like, I have allergies. I haven't really, like, my whole life, I would say, I would never say, like, I have allergies because my brother and my dad have really bad allergies and so does my boyfriend. So I was like, I just don't have allergies, whatever. And as I've gotten older, like I do have a bit of allergy now. So I take like allergy medicine, whatever. But when I had said yes to this bridal job, I wasn't thinking that I would be like surrounded by tons of flowers. Like I was just like, yeah, it's a bridal shoot. Like I really did not know what I was walking into. So I walk into the space and it's like, there's no fresh air in there. It's like, I don't know how big it is, but it's like, it may be like a thousand square feet. I don't know. And there's, I kid you not, like thousands of flowers. And I'm immediately like, oh shit. Like I can feel my allergies already flaring up. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. This is within like the first 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm going to be here for like six hours. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to like stay out of this room as long as I possibly can. And like, just drink a ton of water, whatever. So like, the thing is, is like, in real life, like, a bride would not be, like, surrounded by flowers for, like, six hours, you know, like, no, but the photographers aren't being surrounded by flowers for six hours, because they're there for, like, an hour, they leave, and the next photographer comes in, but I'm in there the whole time, so I have, like, flowers around me, and then the bouquet of flowers that I'm holding, so I'm just, like, the whole day, I'm trying, like, not to basically die, because my throat is, like, swollen, and, like, I'm trying not to, like, cough and everything, and I'm, like, just not feeling good, you know, and so, like, obviously, everyone felt bad, because they were, like, oh, god, like, we didn't really think about that, like, 
and everything. Do you want a Benadryl? I'm like, no, I would be tired if I did that. So I just tried to stay like super hydrated. But anyways, I left and like I'm driving home and I'm like, I just am like, I'm gonna like pass out. Like I'm so tired from it because my body was just like fighting all the allergies. And my lungs were just like definitely not feeling great. But I get home, I shower, and then like I'm going to bed and I'm like, I have also a shoot the next day at like 5.30 in the morning I have to get up because I have to drive to New York. And I'm like, it's just allergies. Like I'm sure I'll feel fine tomorrow. And then I wake, I think, I slept through the night, it was fine. I woke up the next day. I'm, like, definitely not feeling great, but I'm, like, I'm going, like, I, I'm working. I'm going to work. It's fine. So I don't feel that great. And definitely, like, a little bit raspy, but, like, not as much as right now. Go to work. It's fine. We, like, shoot in, like, an indoor space. And then we shoot in, like, some parks in New York and out on the street. So, like, a little bit more allergies, like, whatever. And then I come home, you know, I'm also like out all day. I'm driving, like whatever, I get home. And then this night I'm like up coughing all night, like hacking a lung literally. So then the next day I like go to urgent care and they're like checking my lungs and stuff. And I'm like heavily wheezing and I'm like, my cough is so bad. And like my throat is so scratchy and like I have a freaking eye infection. Like this is just like the non-glamorous sides of modeling life because it's like, how could I have prepared for that? (laughs) You know, it like set off, it just set off something in my body. So I literally have like an inhaler, I have cough medicine, I have these like antibiotic like eye drops and stuff, like not cute at all. So I've just been laying like super low the last couple days and it kind of sucked, but it all worked out in the end because if you guys have been listening to the like episode a couple weeks ago about me possibly going to LA, So, like, this is the side of the industry, honestly, where I will maybe not book a job for, like, a little bit because the client is, like, figuring out the actual date to confirm. So, sometimes you just kind of, like, waiting on hold to figure out what's going to happen and sometimes you, like, find out about the job, like, last minute. So, it was literally, I think, like, the Wednesday night where I didn't feel well and then Thursday they wanted me to literally fly to LA on Thursday and work this job on Friday and I was like oh my god I literally cannot work like one of my eyes infected so like like I can't shoot with an infected eye because that's gonna like show up on the you know the pictures and everything and I was like I like cannot breathe like I don't feel well so I had to like tell them I can't do the job like can they just like push it to next week and luckily they did actually push it to the next week so that was so great because I was like this client is like too good I cannot pass it up Um, And I'm sure once I, like, do this shoot and, like, everything and I get, like, the okay, whatever, I'll tell you guys that who the client is. And I'm sure, like, if you want to see, you can find it on Instagram. But, yeah, so that's kind of, like, just how that stuff sort of works. Um, And then going into, like, what I actually wanted to talk about, I just have, like, two more things. And I really think it's just, like, the message is going to be really great, especially for women because I just think, like, in society, this is just so, so common. So... When I was at the bridal workshop, you know, these photographers are paying to be there. And I was a little unsure about, like, what was happening. So I thought that, like, a couple people would come at, like, three people come in at a time. I thought they were, like, friends. So I thought that they were kind of, like, skirting around each other. Like, oh, okay, like, I'll shoot this section and then you'll shoot this section. So basically, like, you would get, like, time and, like, an hour total and, like, 20 minutes with me. And then, like they would kind of, like, switch off of, like, who's shooting with me for 20 minutes. And literally every single person in there, for the most part, kept apologizing. Like, they kept being, like, 
sorry, is this okay if we do this? Or like, do you guys mind if I do this? Whatever. I find out that none of them really are friends. None of them really know each other. And they're all kind of like, just in the background, like, oh, sorry, like, is this okay? Like, you know, and it's like, I'm not trying, like, no negativity to this. It's more like, I just kept saying to them, I was like, you guys have to stop apologizing. Like, you paid to be here. Like, what do you want to do? Like, I'm here to work, so, like, tell me what you need me to do. And I just think, like, I was telling them, I was like, for the last couple years, I've really been trying to say to myself to stop saying sorry so much because it's so ingrained in our society for women to apologize all the time. And that's not just, like, a gender thing. Like, it's just more common, I think, for women. But seriously, like, I I know tons of guys that apologize all the time. I'm more just talking about from my female experience – And I just, like, if you take anything from this, like, try your best to stop saying sorry so much because there's probably nothing really to be sorry for. Like, my favorite one is, like, when you're in the grocery store or something and, like, somebody runs into you and you say sorry. It's like, no. And, like, don't get me wrong. I caught myself. I did that the other day and I was just like, god damn it. Why did I say that? So, anyways, um, homework. (laughs) Like, what am I saying? homework for you is to try and stop saying sorry or have some like tiny little punishment for yourself if you say sorry like put a quarter in a jar or something or like do um I'm pretty sure I had like a friend that if she said sorry she had to do like a burpee or something like a jumping jack or something like that just something like fun and silly and maybe like if you get through the whole week without like apologizing for no reason you like buy yourself a coffee or something like that um because I just also saw this tiktok not ashamed that it was talking about like the little rewards of things of like if you go through the week and you do the thing that you told yourself that you're going to do because you are like we're reframing our mind by doing all of these good things and then you have a little reward at the end of the week so that you're you know reprogramming your mind and the narrative in your in your mind you know um so yeah I just I thought that was important to share and then also just like stop asking for outside help so much because I think that this this is a definitely like a deeper conversation that I could maybe talk about in another episode that I could dive like way deeper into because I think um, this kind of goes hand in hand with like being alone and like being comfortable being alone and also being like comfortable being alone with your own thoughts and trusting your own thoughts and intuition. And I think that a common thing that I see is people asking for outside help a lot more than like just listening to their own inner voice even though most of the time we know the answer. And I had talked about in another episode of like, usually when you ask somebody else for an opinion and they say the one, and then your body like kind of has a visceral reaction of like, oh, I wish you kind of said the other one. Like you knew all along that you wanted that answer. You know what I mean? So I'll go into that another episode because I feel like that's kind of like a longer conversation. The last thing I wanted to say before I wrap this up is that I heard this thing the other day about the idea of being and then doing and then having like that mindset so at first like you be like the healthy person to then do this to then have this instead of like doing this to have this to be this you know what I mean and this just like brought me down this rabbit hole of this conversation like I just so vividly like almost like fell into my body in this place in my life when I was younger where I for such a long time I would say if I do this Like, I'll have this, and then I'll be this. And the one narrative I had over and over again is that when I believe I would have been, like, 17 or 18, I was a senior in high school, 
this year, I'll probably dive deeper into, I have done an episode about, like, who I am and, like, really deep into, like, the dark rabbit hole of my senior year of high school, but I could maybe talk, like, in a little differently of about that experience, which I maybe will do, but this year of my life was just, like, really challenging. I was, you know, heavily into modeling, and this was a time when the industry was still very much, like, you need to be a size two, you need to lose all this weight, and I just... It was a very challenging time in my life to say the least. And a lot of the times I would be like in my room and I'd be looking at like clothing websites and like just scrolling through all the clothes and being and like adding things to my cart just for fun. And then like seeing the total be like over a thousand dollars and be like, if I work out all the time and I lose the weight and I get to the weight that my agency wants, then I can book all these jobs and then I can have the money to buy all these clothes. And it's just, like, that's that's just, like, not it, you know? And, like, basically the idea, like, I, I had just heard this from the What We Said podcast. Like, this isn't, like, really a new concept to me, but it just, like, sparked this in me. And I wanted to talk about it from my perspective. Because they were talking about, like, working towards things because of a feeling. Like, I want to work to this point because I want to feel this way. Rather than being like, if I lose all this weight, then I'm going to have all the money to buy all these amazing clothes. And then if I look amazing, then I can wear all these amazing clothes. And it's like, just no, you know, like you will never have, like you will never really get to that goal if that is your mindset. Because it's, it's kind of that idea of like, which happens a lot on social media, honestly, where it's like, I will be successful when I have a thousand followers, when I have 5,000 followers, when I have 10,000 followers. It's like, you will always want the next thousand, 10,000, and you will never be fulfilled if that is your mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if you reframe in a way of like, once I feel this way, I will be successful. And that can come when you have 500 followers. You know what I'm saying? Or like a thousand, like, So the point, the real point that I'm trying to make about my specific situation was like, when I just completely changed the mindset, which of course, when I was having this mindset, I was like, trigger warning, I was having a really bad eating disorder. And um, I, you know, once I shifted that, and I really healed through all of that. Now it's like, I'm gonna wear the clothes that I want. Also, I'm not going to spend, like, just a drop a $1,000, like, every month to buy new clothes because I don't need to, and that's not sustainable and not really what aligns with me. Like, when I start dressing the way I want to, I'm going to feel this way, and I'm going to feel more confident because this is how I want to dress. And because I'm radiating, radiating this confidence, I'm going to book more jobs, and because I book more jobs, I'm going to make more money inevitably because that's what happens. And then it's just a cycle. You know what I mean? So it's like... That's where true happiness comes, where, like, you really are working towards, like, a feeling. And, like, really circling back the conversation of, like, because I have showed up and put myself out there more vulnerably through this podcast, through TikTok, through Reels, whatever it is, it's made me a better person in real life because I feel like it can work through my emotions faster and more deeply and I really listen to my own thoughts rather than what other people are trying to tell me what to do that like they think what how do I say this they think by telling me like what they think they want for me is like clouding my judgment about what I want for myself and because like I'm showing up in this more authentic way and trying not to like hide a part of me I totally forgot to say this earlier but this was like 
this can be a bigger conversation because I think the conversation of like acne and what that does to like your psyche and like your life is just such a deeper conversation which I will totally get into in another episode but when I was like censoring myself on Instagram and like editing my acne out and like putting tons of filters on my face and like just not being real about that side of myself I had never been such an anxious like wreck honestly like I was probably horrible to be around because it's all I could think about and once I let go of that and I like opened up and was just honest about it the stress went away I felt more myself and guess what happened in turn the acne went away because I wasn't as stressed out about it and I wasn't like putting a band-aid on it you know what I'm saying and like I had talked in therapy about this a lot in the last year or so and she recommended like making a totally different Instagram that's like unfiltered and at the time I was like oh I just do not want to do that so what I did is I made a close friends list of like 40 people that I like either was already really close to or wanted to get closer to and like wanted to be honest about my life and I would do no filters on there I would talk really really vulnerably about what I was going through and that made me feel so much more one connected on like a very unconnected platform and like superficial platform and then also just like better in person because I was I like truly like it helped me like go out in public without a mask on my face like like usually I would just like wear a mask like on my face regardless because I didn't want people to see my skin even if it wasn't mandated or something and like always wear makeup and stuff and just like constantly be thinking about that and now it's like sure yeah that still like comes into my mind a little bit because it's like a ton of conditioning that I'm trying to work through but it's better now you know what I mean and same with TikTok it's just like I feel like I can like I'm, I'm feeling more comfortable as I'm growing to like be funnier like I'm a funny person and I felt like I've because I've been kind of cast as this like proper beautiful girl like who's a model and like has to be perfect all the time is like I feel like I can't slip up and I I'm gonna stop this there because I wanted to have a whole other episode about this entire topic about that side of societal norms for women um so yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this I know it was long but I was feeling myself so thank you guys so much for tuning in tuning back in tuning in for the first time I'll see you guys later